Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. I'm going to try not to speak very quickly. I actually forgot I had to record this because the day job has been moving around my days off and now I lose track of when things need to get done. And I actually recorded Mr. Wright a couple days late, which didn't matter. It doesn't go out for another like week and a half, but recording on a, recording on a Wednesday, something I usually record on a Monday, uh, threw me off. Plus, like, like I said, the shift in days off. Let's start with uh, some neuroses, and then we'll just get right into it. I was watching Marin last week, and I brought this up very briefly on No Applause, um, but it's more of a damn thing than a No Applause thing. But Marin's been struggling with like being out of rehab, not struggling in terms of chemical dependency, but like how he feels that he's processing the emotions that he didn't process for six months or whatever it was. And his sponsor at one point, who I'm pretty sure is based on uh, the sitcom writer Jerry Stahl, but... Uh, Jerry says, just keep doing the work, keep working on yourself, keep um, processing everything and, and journaling stuff and, and all that. And it, once again, like this season of Marin has really struck really close to home because of all that intense therapy I went through a couple of years ago. Well, a year ago, and I went through it for two years, so a total of three, but, but for those couple of years that I went through really intense therapy and they kept saying, you got to do the work. Like you, it, it's going to be effort. It's going to be hard, and it's going to suck, but you're going to come out all right on the other side. It's nothing I haven't said on the show, ad nauseum. But it was, I, I kind of laughed, and nervously, because it's like, I, I know what that is. I know what that's like. I still know what it's like, you know, having to process stuff and, and go through stuff. I'm going to get more into some processing near the end of the show, because I'm just going to do the a list you cannot see in, uh, in its order. This has nothing to do with anxiety. Well, I guess it kind of does for some people, but not for me. The note says, a big bag of dope appears. It's absolutely true. I live in Colorado where it's legal, so I have no fear of talking about this on air. I was at the day job, and we've got these wedding parties, uh, these groups of people, and one of them just hands me a big silver bag. He must have been on his way out uh, to another state that uh, obviously it's not legal. And he goes, here, put this to good use, and like just wandered off. And away, um, I've since named him Dope Squatch, or Pot Squatch. But I look, there's a silver bag, and I don't know what it is. I don't smoke pot. So I, I turn it over, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it says, like, product, you know, may contain marijuana, marijuana-infused products, da-da-da. And I went, holy shit, this guy just gave me a big bag of drugs. So, yuppie, now I have the inevitable, um, an enviable, um, not to be envied, task of like, what do I do with this giant bag of pot? Um, or what I think is pot. I didn't open it because I was at the day job and, and, but I kind of put it, it, hit it and then, uh, took it to, uh, to Gonzo's really. Cause after the last couple weeks, if you haven't been listening, um, he and I have been kind of having a hard time and I thought this would be a good olive branch and I'm go here, have some pot. We, I get to, to Gonzo's and he's like, what's in it? I'm like, oh, well, let's open it and find out. And it was like two pill bottles of, of pot, which he opened up and went, holy shit, uh, apparently it's a great strain, and he goes, wow, that's great, like, cool, like, you got a couple canisters of pot, I went, oh, I, it, it's not done, there's some heft, and he goes, oh, what else is in there, okay, this became like a Mary Poppins, uh, Felix the Cat situation, <laughs> where I pulled out a pipe cleaner, um, some kind of rag, some kind of chamois, uh, a, a glass pipe itself, um, and then, like, three or four little baggies of, of pot that had, like, the strain information and THC content and all that. 
And he goes, how much of this can I have? How much do you want? I said, I will take the lowest THC strain because I don't smoke at all. I would like the pipe because I don't have anything to smoke out of because I don't smoke. Um, you know, the rest can be yours. I have another friend uh, who will rename nameless uh, for reasons. Uh, who I'm on good terms with. It's not because of that. But I was like, oh, I thought him later. And I, I texted Gonzo and said, hey, can you put a strand of your choosing uh, to the side for me? I would like another. And he goes, yeah, sure. Because um, it's a giant pile of pot. Like, come on. So I'm going to get that to, uh, I'm going to go pick that up from Gonzo tomorrow and then uh, drop it off with my friend um, over the weekend. But yeah, I'm apparently running around like Johnny Potseed, uh, just giving people pot. And I literally looked at my friend, the nameless friend, and I said, hey, kind of a weird question. He goes, yeah, I went, do you want some marijuana? And he goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, I can't. And I told him the story of how I came across this fucking magical mystery bag. Um, a, you know, yellow submarine wet dream of fucking, you know, marijuana. And he's like, yeah, I'll take a little. I, you know, uh, I said, sure. Great. Um, I will get it for you this weekend. So, um, it's been interesting. I have not smoked any of it, um, at all. Uh, lately I've just been obviously too busy and I'm not going to do it at work or, uh, in between, um, I'm on my weekend right now. It's my, technically my Saturday. It's not actually Saturday, but it's technically my Saturday. So I think... Uh, maybe tomorrow I might uh, have a little experiment, uh, experimentation, um, and I'll probably talk about it next week um, and talk about how that went, because I'm pretty sure the last time I smoked pot was like four years ago, um, so, you know, um, I'm not a huge recreational pot user anymore, I used to be in high school, but uh, got into my 20s and, and discovered drinking, which I liked so much more. And that's what I prefer to do uh, for an inebriate. And I'm not sure inebriate's a right word, uh, 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 something that, you know, inebriates you, but inebriate's a good word. So yeah, I'll probably talk about that next week and, and, and talk about how, uh, I mean, I used to get so fucking high that I would talk about how I don't trust circles because they didn't have corners and what would lowercase numbers look like and shit like that. So, and I think I've talked a little bit about when I had like stoner thoughts. Looking forward to that, uh, hopefully for you as well as for me. Speaking of looking forward to it, it's going to be a slight pin in the ass, but we're working on new ways of recording to enhance sound quality. I know this uh, uh, this podcast and Mr. Wright have been uh, leaps and bounds. Well, maybe not Mr. Wright, but Dam has been um, a huge um, leaps and bounds in terms of using different microphones. We started using different mic configurations for no applause since now we're, um, I think, if it's just me and Deb, just me and Lizzie, we work on, if it's just me and Deb, we're going to go onboard my, uh, 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 my computer. My mobile rig would be basically my phone. Lizzie has the Zoom, which um, his friend Rochelle was borrowing. And uh, usually, I, we went onboard last, or yeah, uh, the episode that uh, premiered this week, to resounding success. Uh, great audio quality. I was really proud of it. Last week, we uh, or two weeks ago, we did um, the USB mics through the Zoom, and I was kind of quiet. Which I guess kind of worked out because my voice tends to carry, um, so I'm not overly worried about being loud. But um, I know that there's a way to USB uh, multi-device and multi-track record on GarageBand, and I think I found the solution. But I have to like have the microphones uh, plugged in and go and change, uh, create like a new audio interface through the system settings. That way, GarageBand knows what the fuck I'm trying to do, and then once it does, I can assign 
microphone one to Lizzie, microphone two to myself, or vice versa. So I'm looking forward to the next couple weeks figuring that out um, and working with Lizzie to um, enhance the audio quality on No Applause. It was just going to be two people. Um, like I said, with me and Lizzie, we'll do the USB mics. That worked out really well for the most part, I think, about a month ago. But then two weeks later, or maybe a week later, whatever it was, it didn't turn out so hot. So we're just experimenting with new ways of recording, which is always exciting. I always add, like to add something new to the knowledge base, um, create a better product, uh, learn something new, stuff like that. So, yeah. And then, you know, I'll eventually, you know, I want, I, I may invest in a Zoom myself. Um, that way, Lizzie's, you know, never without one um, in terms of if he bumps it to Rochelle or someone else or he's out of town, then I've got one. Because um, so my cousin, I think, sells him sells them through his uh, paranormal investigation uh, equipment company. So uh, I, I don't, he probably can't get to me for a song, but, you know, family discount would be nice considering. And I'd more, be more than happy to trade, a, you know, um, a sponsorship uh, tag or ad um, for a discount on a, on a microphone it's a, if it's a, a decent discount. So maybe I'll have to drop uh, my cousin Matt a line on that one. Anyway, speaking of uh, trying to get some stuff done, I've had the fire doing. I've uh, basically divided my personal to-do list and some of the uh, network stuff that I market like Wednesday and Thursday and some stuff I should have gotten done today. I'll just get it done tomorrow. It's really easy. It's just returning a couple phone calls or firing off an email here and there. But, I mean, I got a haircut, I did, uh, I paid a, a part of a bill um, that I've been trying to pay down for, for months um, to finally become completely debt-free. Uh, I went and uh, stocked up my Q-tip supply. I'm going to clean out the uh, power input slot on my phone because that needs to happen. Um, I'm recording this. I paid some bills for the network in terms of hosting and renewing our articles of our docu uh, some, uh, some kind of paperwork for the state. Uh, articles of, of declaration or some bullshit and it feels nice just getting stuff done and you know hopefully i'll be able to relax tomorrow especially with uh, the experimentation because i don't want to do anything that i have to file with the state while i'm high because that would be a bad idea even though really the form is really easy to fill out it's like yes this is still the same yes this is this person here's ten dollars leave me alone for another year but it was really cool going onto their website and looking up that we're an LLC and can, you can see our filing, document filing history. And it's like, holy shit, we're a real fucking business. It's kind of a weird feeling some days. So I've had the fire of doing. Um, I know I talked about that last week as well, that I'm just trying to knock stuff out and I'm still doing it. And it feels really good. That way I can just enjoy my actual time off or when I have a slow day at the network and I can sit and watch movies or play catch up on TV and not feel bad about, like, wasting my day watching, like, three movies in a row. This would be what I'm talking about processing uh, earlier. This gets a little somber. The note says, Deb's admonishment slash Lizzie's concern. So what happened was, Lizzie and I recorded. We decided to go out and meet with our mutual friend Steve, who's on D20 Proof. He plays Cirrhosis. And um, we were out at this club, and... I didn't really eat. Um, I mean, I had been drinking not super heavily during recording, but I'd been drinking. And, you know, due to my tolerance, I tend to maintain pretty well. Um, and I was doing fine. And I, I did get like a little, like, um, little cold sandwich from a, from a Circle K or something where, you know, nothing was a, uh, nothing strange was afoot. But then drinking at, at, at the club, I, you know, had like three or four rounds, which, 
Usually it's what I have when I get to a bar after eating and I'm fine, but I, you know, m most empty stomach and I just, Lizzie was very worried about me and had wanted me to text him when I got home. I guess I was acting that, that strangely. And really in, in hindsight, I shouldn't have driven. I should have stayed at Lizzie's and, and hung out or eaten, eaten something on, on the way to Lizzie's. Um, I did get something on the way back. By that time, it was kind of not too late, but um, it, it really didn't have much uh, much of an effect. It did have some effect. Um, I mean, I sat and ate, um, so it ate up the time. But I really shouldn't have driven. And really, it, it was dumb in that the only reason I didn't stay was because I know I had to work early the next morning, and I didn't want to drive all the way from Westminster to the day job in like by Park Meadows in Lone Tree, which is... It's, it's like an hour drive. Um, I mean, and I work at 5.30 in the morning, so usually I wake up at 4. I mean, I still could have set my alarm but and then used the shower and gotten out, but, like, if I had to shave, like, if I... Da, 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 I, I just didn't want to be inconvenienced, and it was stupid. And it won't ever fucking happen again. Um, I shouldn't have driven. It was really dumb. It wasn't that I felt invincible. It was, it was a matter of convenience. Um, and, you know, I... Lizzie was a little concerned. I don't know if he was upset or not, but I he texted me the next morning going, hey, like you didn't text me. Is everything okay? And I said, yes, I'm fine. I went and I got something to eat, then just went home and went to bed, which is true. And, and just I just forgot to uh, to text him. I, I saw Deb, you know, a couple of days later, and she's like, you know, you and I must have words. And I'm like, oh, God, you listen to Dam. You heard all about, like, Gonzo and me. Uh, you know, I said, oh, you listened to Dam. And she goes, no, Why? Why? What happened on Dam? And I'm like, nothing. If you don't listen to the night, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, what What do you want to yell at me for? And uh, I thought it was going to be something really, truly benign or that I had, you know, missed a post or I had mislabeled something on, on the website or, or whatever. I mean, I honestly thought it was something like that. And it wasn't. Uh, it was admonishing me for, for doing something stupid, and rightly so. And she goes... If you ever drive drunk again like that, like, we're not, you know, like, it, it's, quit, knock it off. Um, it was one of the very most loosely worded ultimatums I've ever heard. But, um, and I don't know what her threat would ultimately have been. Um, she just kind of was like, don't ever fucking do that again, you're a dipshit. And I went, oh, you've been talking to Lizzie. And she goes, yeah. And I went, well, you know what, um, his concern and, and your anger at me uh, is absolutely... Uh, well-placed, it, it, I know Lizzie sometimes listens to the show, if he's hearing this, I'm sorry, it was dumb, and it won't happen again, I won't let it happen again, I, I try to learn from my mistakes as much as possible, and, uh, this one I plan to learn, learn from, absolutely, I mean, I, I could have hurt myself, I could have hurt someone else, which would have made me feel even worse, I know Deb's anger wasn't, it's a secondary emotion, how many times, you know, every month do I say that, so I know that it wasn't, anger, it was concern, it was disappointment, it was sadness at the thought of, like, loss of me, which I know sounds really narcissistic, you know, I, I would be angry at a friend, because I'm like, I don't want you to go, I don't want you to hurt anyone, I don't want you to hurt yourself, so it's, I can do that self-reflectively, so learn from my mistakes, don't drink and drive, it's stupid, it's stupid, especially because I just got my license back, I've been driving for, I think, almost a year now, and I don't want to lose my license again. Like, that's how it started uh, with the DWAI. Like, I don't, you know, when I talk about relearning, you know, learning from my mistakes, I made that same mistake 
13 years ago. Why didn't I learn from it? Well, I was a dumb kid and I didn't think about it. Well, I'm an adult now. I should have thought about it, um, but I didn't. And I will, for the rest of my life, I will now use that as a benchmark and go, you know what? I've already had a couple. I'm not going out. I'm going to get something to eat and just leave. Or, you know, um, I need to get actual food into my system where we sit down and take some time to process physically, like physically process, not emotionally process, um, but biologically process the food. If we're going to go out because, you know, I, I need the time and the, and the food. I can't just go get a little piece of shit fucking ham sandwich, chicken sandwich or whatever it was at a Circle K and think, well, I'm good. Um, no, that's ridiculous. Um, on an empty stomach, my body's already processing the alcohol. It will digest that sandwich extremely quick based on my caloric uh, intake and um, output. And then I'm basically eating or drinking on an empty stomach by the time I'm on my, my second round at, at the club. So I just want everyone to know, like, I, I fully take accountability for my actions. And I'm genuinely sorry to the people I disappointed. Um, they should never have had those concerns. They should never have had to come to me and say, don't do that. Um, I should know that. So, on that note, on that hopefully uplifting note that I'm like, please take away, like, don't drink and drive. I did it. I got home safely. I didn't get in any trouble. Uh, I'm thanking whatever, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, I love you all, Ares, God of War, whoever was watching over me. Don't gamble with your life. Anyone else's, please don't. Um, that's the most uplifting way I can end this. So, from damn... Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I'm Doug, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. These have been my acute mental neuroses. Be safe, and good night, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!